Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. There is infinite space for sale in the metaverse. When we say, oh, the metaverse, it is an umbrella of everything that's happening from Web 2.0, which is platforms like Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite, to the promise of decentralized experiences in the blockchain and Web 3.0. That's Josh Newman, president at Melon, who's helping brands and personalities find their path in this new virtual world. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. This show proudly feels ahead of the curve. So when we start poking around different paths where sports and technology are heading, often we find ourselves at the forefront of the new markets and avenues that are opening. Now, the metaverse isn't new, although its potential feels like it's just starting to be unlocked. And that is where today's conversation begins. And I have a feeling this won't be the last of these types of discussions. Our guest this week is Josh Newman, who is the president at Melon, which is a company that is offering a unique all-in-one service to all sorts of major brands, media, sports franchises in the music industry, bringing creative and marketing vision to their clients to life. We're going to head into the metaverse with Josh Newman. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great. Happy to be here today, Bram. Um, Give me some examples of some of the work Melon has done with sports teams. The... Best example that we can point to today is our partnership with the NFL. We brought their property to life on Roblox by launching an event and an experience around the Super Bowl of this year. Um, when we when we first connected with the NFL, we were tasked with the thinking of how how should the NFL come to life on this platform. And while keeping in mind that the user base of Roblox is definitely a younger demographic, um, their largest demo is eight to 13. And there's a, there's also very large swaths of users from 13 to 18, 18 to 25. But in addressing that, that younger demo, how do we engage with that community that might not be that familiar with the, the NFL property? And, and also trying to find that balance of one of the best video games on the planet has been created around the NFL property, which is Madden. And if you're a serious football fan, even at a young age, you're probably going in on Madden. So we were tasked to try to come up with what would be a truly authentic experience and be engaging on that platform. And um, we've, we've been working on it from pre-launch through launch. We have a lot of learnings and happy to chat with you more about it. 
Okay, let, let's go there a little bit. Um, my son plays Roblox, so I'm fully aware of the platform and the game. Um, I'm also the voice of a football team, and I look at these two things, and I go, I don't know. I understand there's a large audience, and I understand this is an audience that they would love to reach, but I don't see a lot of correlation between the two. So how did you kind of bridge that gap to put the NFL in a place where football essentially doesn't exist? Uh, it's a great question. And, and to be totally honest, I feel like it's something that we're in the process of being able to formulate the best answer to. Um, it really, we, we are in the brave new world right now. And we're experimenting and trying to figure out where that intersection is. And really, you know, we're like the NFL is a very interesting property in that you're dealing with a, a really complicated game at, you know, at its core and something that it takes a while to sort of fall in love with it and, and learn about it. And then once you do, it's stats and, um, and it's a pretty complicated game. Like if you explain it to someone that doesn't know anything about it, like a European uh, like foot, football fan and you're like, yeah, this is American football. So, you know, when you're dealing with kids, our, our initial approach was, well, again, like if you already know football and you're, and you like video games, you're going to gravitate toward Madden. Um, also, Roblox engine is not as sophisticated as other engines out there. It, it as far as what you can, it, as far as the details of gameplay that you can create on it. I shouldn't say it's not as sophisticated because in its own way, it's incredibly sophisticated for what it can do and the way that it does engage with, with community and audience. But for us, we really wanted to try to find game loops that the Roblox community would really be able to relate to. So rather than trying to make a, a gameplay simulator that would compete with, you know, the best in the world on other consoles, we wanted to lean into uh, a format that Roblox players already were used to, knew and loved, but also could, could touch on an entry point with the NFL. And so we set out to create a tycoon type game. And those, those games on Roblox are really popular. There's Resort Tycoon, where you own your own uh, hotel resort. There's used, car ty there's used Car Dealer Tycoon. All of these are like, they put the, the player in the position of creating their own business, uh, building, their own, building their own infrastructures. Uh, there's Mall Tycoon is really popular. I'm um, just trying to give you some examples so you can start to see like, all right, well, what would what would an NFL tycoon look like? So we we went down that road of, hey, wouldn't it be amazing if you could own your own team, own your own stadium, be the be be essentially the franchise owner, have a team that potentially could at least have some have some representation of gameplay um and that was something that we also hit some challenges with that we can talk about uh a little bit later but that was what we set out to do and we felt like we had the bones of something that could resonate with the audience and the nfl signed off on it 
um, and we we got we got to work on it. I think that for us, we also tried to build some really complicated mechanics. Like we tried to like level up the mechanics of a tycoon, um, which are really in, in in their in their truest essence are very simple. I think like we overthought it a little bit, and I think that uh, we had to sort of in our in our second iteration of of the game that we we put out another we put our, uh, update around draft. We really like dialed it back. And, and made it much more of a, like a standard Roblox tycoon. And now we're building on that as well as a lot of other things we can kind of tell you about. Um, but we've, we've had some, we've had some great traction and also some serious learning. All right. So let's have a, just a broader question then of engagement with young fans. Where is this going? Um, do, do you get a sense of, and you had described it yourself as some of this stuff is you're experimenting too to try to figure out what works with a major sporting brand and in this esports and gaming universe. But have you got a sense of direction of where is this going? And I know that's a very broad question, but I, but I just wonder what your thoughts are on it. I think what we all you know being being lovers of sport and wanting to encourage young people to get into the game. All, all of these, you know, all sports at an early age and find some passion points. I think that we are both challenged with uh, our, as parents, I'm, I'm a parent too, Bram. I've got two kids, they're nine and 11, and they spend a lot of time on their screens when, you know, I think when I was growing up, like we were thrown out of the house and, you know, we, we kind of weren't allowed to come back in until it got dark out. And I think we've lost that battle now. Um, and so we're, we're at this precipice of like, okay, we're fighting as, as, you know, a parent to get our kids active and get our kids into these di different physical activities. And at the same time, the screen can be our friend in that, they can be a gateway to learning about some sports that maybe in the real life they're going to find some interest in and get stuck in on. So it's, it's sort of like this yin and yang that I feel like, you know, this is our business. We're creating experiences in the metaverse right now, which inherently is on a screen. So I think that there is this opportunity to get a younger generation of people interested in sport, uh, both traditional and non-traditional and get them out there and, and, and both do it in the virtual world and in the real world. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Let me ask you another really broad question. Um, and we're both using the word metaverse. What does that mean to you right now? What do you think that is? Oh God! Today at this hour, uh, <laughs> I think that I think that the metaverse is probably a, a, one of the more overused terms uh, floating around uh, technology right now. It, it's incredibly broad. I think the way that people are looking at it. To me, a metaverse is any platform that has a community where there is a digital virtual representation of the user as well as an opportunity for those users to engage with others in a social setting in that virtual space. And we're seeing hundreds of different platforms that fit that description. And in my, in my personal opinion, those are all different metaverses. They're, and when we say, oh, the metaverse, it is an umbrella of everything that's happening from Web 2.0, which is platforms like Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite, to the promise of decentralized experiences and the blockchain and Web 3.0 and looking at platforms that are getting traction like Sandbox and Decentraland and the hundred others that are in development or are are getting traction out there. So that is my, I, I feel like metaverse has been co-opted so much that people really need to decide what it means to them at this point. Um, and we're going to see a, a lot of evolution around what, what that term ultimately means. There seems to be a huge opportunity for sports and sports leagues for social engagement through gaming as well. Um, that said, you know, we're trying to find, and, and again, we'll go back to your experimenting with this. What is the fit? How does this work? And how do you get them not just engaged through Roblox, but engaged about their sport, maybe through Roblox? Um, how do you kind of see social engagement formulating in the metaverse, within games, in esports? How does that all kind of tie together? Well, I think uh, with Roblox in particular, it inherently is a social platform. Users are going in there to communicate, collaborate, create, and be competitive with one another. And I think that if you can organic engagement within a game loop that represents your sport, then you have taken the first step in successfully creating that connective tissue. And then within the game, you've got different chat functionality. Um, and when you have audience, you can start to deliver more information. So I think it's kind of like a slow drip of, especially when you're dealing with new fans, and this is still what we're trying to figure out. And as we head into the launch of kickoff for the NFL, we're really honing our strategy to create game experiences that are going to be so easy for the most inexperienced, in this case, football fan, to come in and be like, okay, I can, I can, I can kick a ball, I can throw a ball, I'm competing with my friends. And you can go from there like, okay, these are the, some of the identities of the teams. Maybe you like, maybe you can relate with one of these. Maybe your friend, maybe you've got a friend that's a super fan. Maybe you'd like to join him in his world. 
And then you're starting to build that community. Really, like community in, in sports comes with fandom. We've, we've traced, like, I think that we've seen that studies have shown that when people decide who their teams are, they're sort of, they're, they're their teams for life. So if you can create some, some, some fandom very early on for whatever, for whatever reason, whether it was your community that liked it, it's, it's traditionally been your hometown, right? It's been like your geographic location has driven your team or like your family or, or your friends. So if we can start that, if we can start that process and, we might find that there are new reasons why you might love a, a team and start to have that affinity. It might be like you love pirates. Like I don't mean to break it down to like it being that basic, but it might be that, or you might have heard of you know Tom Brady or or another star. You might be like you know I really can relate to him, and now I'm I'm I have affinity toward his team. So I think it's step one is getting kids in the door. And step two is is starting to create that affinity, and then you can have a two way dialogue with those fans. All right, last thing, um, we've kind of spent some time talking about the NFL and this kind of broader vision. Um, obviously, you guys are doing a lot more than just working with the NFL. Um, do you want to share? Actually, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Bram. Go ahead. Do you want to share some of the other activations and metaverse experiences that you're doing that are maybe are outside of the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. We just launched an experience this week with uh, Clark's, the shoe brand, and we collaborated with them on their Sika line. And they have collaborated in making that shoe collection with the athletes themselves. And they're dealing with alternative sports. So they have some of the top influencers uh, from the world of uh, parkour, breakdancing, BMX, um, and we, they came to us and they said, well, how could we bring this to life uh, on Roblox? And honestly, that, that path was so organic for us because those are all really fun and exciting mediums that players can already relate to within, within the Roblox community. So we created a, a Seekaverse which is sort of like a, a expansive stadium, almost like an X Games. Um, that was that was our goal for it, and we launched this week with the first phase of of the games, and we're seeing a we're seeing a great reaction and retention. I think we launched on Monday, and I think there's about there's been about a million visits to date, and we're blending that with. Uh, integration with the virtual goods of like the shoes and also expanding that to more fantasy items that are popular on Roblox so that we can get deeper engagement with the community. But we have a long-term plan with them and, and intend to build those experiences out. And maybe that will become a, a it, its own X Games type of platform in the future where, you know, we see people competing with each other and really having its own its own space in whatever in whatever size it becomes it's all really cool i think we should catch up again in about a year and see where you guys are josh newman is the president at mellon thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me bram great to speak with you this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the next Future Sport podcast, we'll talk to one of the star athletes finding a home in the metaverse to engage with fans. My fan base was created through people that either supported or just enjoyed kind of what I did in the past. But I think now, the more I'm getting involved in this metaverse space, the more I'm stepping into places where people can actually learn from. That's Sean Wright Phillips, former soccer star with Chelsea and Manchester City, who will discuss why he's so bullish about having an interactive home in the metaverse. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.